0: Welcome to the brand new episode of the Tech Ketchup Show, on for Tech Originals. In today's episode, I have with me, Kamali Odenot, a user experience designer at Naiji. Kamali started her career as a fashion designer, tried multiple creative domains, until she found her love for designing systems and user experiences. In this episode, she opens up about her journey And gives us some interesting and lesser known insights from the world of UX designing. This is a design heavy podcast and is a treat for everyone who is in some kind of a creative space. Listen to this episode till the end and enjoy yourselves.
1: Uh, by telling you a little bit about myself and um, well what uh, what took me uh, to where I am now as a designer Uh, my background is a little bit uh, different from others Uh, I started in fashion design (laughs) okay Um, so um, I mean uh, yes it 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 was very helpful for me because um, I mean creatively I did everything you know like Photography, websites, um, clothes, everything. Uh, but then at some point in your life, I mean, you get bored. <laughs> so I was like, I want to change systems and just not stay here and make pretty stuff, you know, okay. and not stay with the makeup stuff. Mm. So uh, after that, I did my master's degree in strategic design and management in New York for two years. Uh, And then I started, I went back to my country, I started working uh, as a service designer and UX designer, like directly after, uh, in the public sector first. And then I went into private sector uh, and I started working mainly for banks. So it was pretty interesting because, I mean, banks are pretty huge uh, Mm. and they have a really uh, vast ecosystems where you can really do a lot of things and not only just focus on... uh, you know applications uh mm. or the technological aspect but also the humane aspect of it um so basically that's it that's all about me <laughs>
0: oh that that's great that's great so uh, I, I wish to understand that uh, like you started off as a, a fashion designer and then you switched on to designs that that are more close to technology and for products actually we can say uh, so like how how uh, was there any kind of learning that actually helped you while you were working as a fashion designer in in the field in which you switched? And how how was that transition actually? How difficult was it, or how 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 comfortable were you transitioning from that phase?
1: Well, I think it's more about you know uh, personality and uh, the acquisition of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I am usually a very flexible person. So, mm-hmm. and I'm very intrigued about everything, like everything gets my attention. Uh, mm. And I'm a very constant person. So, mostly what helped me was having this flexibility and not being scared <laughs> about the new things uh, that I had to see or learn. Um, mostly in fashion design, I think that the aspect of marketing helped me a lot uh, because you know, you need a platform to sell. So I think that would most help me to understand and, you know, bridge a gap between these two worlds.
0: Uh, so ma'am uh, like, as a designer, what I feel, it is very important to be flexible, open to opinions, and learn things, unlearn them. So it's just, it's a kind of process from, like, where you begin from an idea and then finally get to that final design, which goes out for the public and for the users. So during during this entire phase, there must be opinions, there must be sometimes opinions from people that are not actually resonating with your ideas. So, so that, that may happen quite a lot of times. So how do you go about those kind of phases or uh, those kind of situations when, you, when you, try to, uh, like you try to go with your instincts and someone is trying to get their opinions done on that paper or, or, or on that design? So how do you go with that kind of phase?
1: Well, I usually start uh, with a brief, which I co-construct with the client. So Mm. like that, you are on the same page. Of course, Mm. afterwards, I mean, there are a lot of other key stakeholders that will come into your project and maybe not in agreement uh, Mm. to your ideas or whatever you want to change. Uh, And I think we need to be very humble and take in everything that they say um, because usually what we don't understand as designers is that, uh, the knowledge is there. I mean, people have a lot of knowledge and maybe these people have worked in their, in the company or, uh, of your client for like 40 years. Mm. And, uh, the thing is that, uh, you have to understand that you come to take this knowledge that they can't really enforce and make it an idea. So, mm. um, I take in everything that they say, but I also justify my answers. So, for example, I try to be very open when I do the research. Most people really hide this part or just don't want to really share it with the client until everything is done and everything is pretty and everything is finished. I think that is a mistake. Uh, I use uh, tools that help me uh, bring forward everything that I'm doing Uh, to the client, for example, I don't know, Miro or Mural. Uh, I do all of my research uh, in this way. Uh, I know that, you know, as designers, we use a lot of paper and a lot of post-its, but I prefer virtual post-its in this case. Uh, And I do this because uh, usually, you know, uh, these people, for example, have worked in, for example, an application for, I don't know, four months. Mm. And then they say, okay, this is not working. We need to call someone to help. Mm. So this is like their baby. You need to understand that people are sensitive. So if you mm. share your research beforehand, they can start seeing things and just not be shocked at the end when you just present the entire finished product. You know? Mm. So it's, it's kind of... We are like psychologists sometimes. Mm. Uh, exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, that, that's, that's what I also feel that when you're designing, you have to be like, like you have to know the psychology of people and what what actually appeals to them and how do they react yeah. to different situations and all. So like, uh, since, since uh, you you have been working with a lot of brands and a lot of design agencies, a lot of uh, great companies, so do you, do you find anything different in their mindset, in their approach while they are uh design designing a product is there any kind of a difference in their approach when they are when they are designing something or are they are all the organizations some kind on the same kind of a page so if you can if you can tell this with with examples of organizations like is there any difference while they're planning out their product or are organizations more or less same on the same page
1: so, I think they are rather different, I mean, may, they may have the same problems at large, um, mm. for example, the most, uh, the most uh, common thing, uh, they have process problems, you know, mm. uh, so, for example, they have very, process, uh, very complex process problems behind, and they are scared to touch this because it's very expensive. So mm-hmm. this is something that I find everywhere, but afterwards, their culture and their way of working is so different, that you cannot tackle this problem the same way. So okay. I mean, there is a common, a common ground, but the way of doing stuff and the culture changes everything. But yes, right. I, see, I see a commonality of problems usually. Right, right. <laughs>
0: so i'm like uh, whenever whenever like you are given like when you're working on a design from from complete scratch is there any kind of a particular process or any specific steps that you actually follow every time when you design or it is just like experimenting out things and trying out stuffs and then learning from that process so how how do you go about it i mean
1: i have a structure but usually uh, I, I know that there will be changes in that structure. Mm. So I plan mm. uh, for more time to be able to just like rebound and do stuff uh, mm. and experiment. Mm. Uh, I I won't, I I don't think that I do things like very differently uh, every time. So I will always start by taking a lot of time to understand the problem. So this is the most important thing. So uh I will start by talking to the client and every stakeholder that has to do with this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, uh, an informal thing. I will start by this informal conversation to be able to understand uh, the problems uh, with the, the product uh, or the service at this time. Uh, how are they trying to solve it? Uh, and also, you know, particular political problems because you know there are always a, a political problems between people uh, that mm-hmm. make them react differently or um, maybe have different, um, desires for the product or the service. Um, sure. so after, after this and doing the brief, uh, I will always push to do as much research as possible and also, uh, try to use, like I said before, these tools that, uh, every person can use, like even a person that is not a designer, because mm. when we start prototyping in our tools, like sketch or whatever mm. we use. Uh, These are things that other people cannot touch, and uh, I mean, I would just wait as long as I can to be able to do this, I mean, to design Mm -hmm. uh, the thing or the product or the service. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I will always do stuff on paper as much as possible. Not the research, but uh, if I'm designing an application. Uh, because mm-hmm. whenever you start doing stuff in a computer, you're already uh, editing. You're not mm-hmm. designing anymore. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's what I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, I wish to know, ma'am, like you, since you are in the industry for a long time now, how has the taste of people, like taste of a general customer or a, or a public, has changed for designs or products over the years? so like what is now what are now what are those products or what are those designs that actually uh, appeal to an individual now and how how their their mindset has evolved why uh, their perceptions have evolved over the fa- over the uh, over the time uh, when when we talk about products and designs
1: hmm i mean it it depends it depends where you are i mean uh, i can talk about maybe my country uh, mm-hmm. specifically, but I don't know if I can have like a global view of everything because, I mean, you know, yeah, com- I, I completely understand, in, yeah. We live in a globalized world and everything, but, uh you know, necessities are very, very different. For example, in my country, I think that a lot of people are really looking at these banking applications that are actually not banks. I mean, they look like banks, but they're, mm. I mean, they don't feel like banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, And they're you know, understanding that, uh, I mean, banks today are not really necessary. I mean, we don't need banks to do banking. I mean, Mm. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) It's also (laughs) crazy, Uh, but like, people are really focusing on this in my country because I mean, we have a very complicated uh, economic system uh, that doesn't allow people to really understand or um, I mean, have control Uh, over uh, their spending or uh, whatever they want to do with their money so I mean there there's a big focus on this Uh, Mm. in other countries for example here I see I mean I'm in Paris right now Um, I see that there's a lot of people that are you know uh, focusing on uh, health applications so uh, other applications that help them get doctors because I don't know why I mean, there's uh, there's a problem here in the city, and it's getting very hard uh, to get doctors uh, or mm-hmm. to get an appointment. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on the ecosystem. Um, exactly. But I can, I mean, I, I can talk about those two things. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, ma'am, the biggest uh, point in life, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, like, ma'am, do you, do you feel are there good designs and are there bad designs?
1: Bad designs, I mean, Yes and no, I mean, it's it's a very hard question, too. Um, I mean, I think I I couldn't talk about bad design. I mean, there there are, of course, bad experiences. But because
0: uh, if I if I say uh, how how, are are there any any parameters to like say that uh, technical parameters, I'm talking about technical parameters. Are there any technical parameters that can actually uh, uh, classify a design as a bad design or classify a design as a good design oh, or is yeah, it sure. or is it just just the uh, user engagement or or the customer experiences that defines a design as good or as bad
1: i mean there are some basics yes uh for me for example uh, uh, applications that don't take into account accessibility hmm. that is bad design for sure i mean today hmm. you need to, be able to have the flexibility enough uh, to uh, I mean, uh, uh, get people to use uh, as much as they can uh, the application you have designed. Um, mm. But also, I mean, there's a little bit of truth in what you say uh, mm. about the user experience. For example, uh, I love uh, my banking uh, N26 application. I mean, it's, mm. uh, it's perfect. But then I show this to my father, and he hates it. So. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it
1: depends on the target. It depends on 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 the user you're targeting to. Um, okay. You know, your applications cannot be for everyone, hmm. but they must at least try to include as much people as possible. Do you
0: think that good good designs have the power of elevating the appeal of a appeal of a product overall, or do do bad bad designs can actually lower down the value of a product that was. Uh, that was actually good, but the designing part uh, just just uh, bring bring what uh, that value of the product completely down.
1: I mean, design will always help uh, do something and experience something uh, better. But uh, if there is no real real value for the people behind it, I mean, there's no design that could help your application. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, uh, it, it depends. I mean, for example. I'm trying to see uh, if I have an example of uh, something that has, uh, I mean, uh, not worked. Um, oh, yes, it's a, it's an also, it's a banking experience. So, hmm. for example, there was a bank in my country. I cannot say which one, uh, <laughs> but they tried, uh, they tried to uh, do this like a gamified experience and help people to help people understand better their economies.
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: but it was you know too innovative i mean there were a lot of things in the screen and Mm -hmm. uh, people couldn't understand it and it it didn't work i mean people were not really uh i mean prepared for this kind of innovation so so i mean what could help or could have helped at that moment was to i mean do an mvp They didn't do this i mean they just went all in and it was too much of a change for the users they didn't like this and i mean it didn't work so if they had started by you know the key points for example in my country something that is very important for people is to be able to buy dollars so i mean start by doing this or focusing on this aspect or this variable uh, or be able to understand how much money you spend uh in food or you know basic stuff uh you don't need to just go all in uh when you change everything of some of an experience that people are used to you know do everything in this application every day in, in their lives i mean you, you just can't do this i mean it, it, it's too much of a change
0: exactly. um so like ma'am i just just wanted to know that for a for a beginner or for someone who is planning or who is trying to get into this design industry as a product designer or a user experience designer what do you think are some of the basic uh, skills or some kind of qualities that that one should actually have or should prepare for uh, while, while he's trying to get into that
1: mm i mean uh read the UX laws, have them Mm. in your mind. Uh, Mm. I mean, that's the basic uh, things you need to know. Um, For me, me, a lot of people would say, you know, like learn, you know, sketch, learn XD, learn illustrator. Mm. I don't think that that is very important. I mean, of course, you know, they are the tools that help you do your job. Mm. But uh, the most important thing for me, uh, if you're starting is uh, to find a mentor. Uh, Mm -hmm. someone that can really guide you and uh, I mean I had a mentor uh, and it really helped me uh, navigate uh, because the the most difficult part of being a designer is the human aspect and Mm. the political aspect. All the rest you can learn. You can read the books and you can learn it but this part I mean the humane aspect of it uh, you need need someone to teach you. You need uh, to go to the meetings uh, and also I mean, it would sound ridiculous, but if you can take an acting class, <laughs> that would also really help. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I mean, you need, um, I mean, the, the psychological part uh, is very hard uh, to learn. And uh, when you need to stand before, I don't know, a difficult crowd, if you have an acting skill, It will help Mm. you a lot to be able to explain your design and explain your decisions. And if someone maybe is rude to you, like how you would react, uh, I think it would be very helpful.
0: Well, that was really awesome. Uh, Just as we have a small tradition at our Tech Ketchup show, we usually ask our guests to just suggest some of the resources or some books or anything that has actually helped you a lot, not in just your professional journey, but to grow as a better person. So if you can go ahead and tell us. Uh,
1: I would really recommend the book, Humble Consulting by Edgar Schein. Uh, Also, the Leadership Pipeline. Um, I mean, this book is very helpful because, you know, as designers, you always want to grow as a designer and maybe manage a a team or something. Hmm. Uh, You know, just slow down and read the book first. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And also... What else could I? Uh, oh, and there is a lovely book called um, In uh, the Night I Would uh, Write uh, About Sons. It, it's a book about uh, Cyril Nick. Uh, he's a psychologist. So, okay. I mean, I could write this text afterwards in an email so you can publish them. Yeah. Uh, it would be easier because, you know, Cyril Nick is not evident uh, as a
0: <laughs> surname um, to write. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that was really awesome to have you on the show. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And it was it was a great con- conversation. So, well, thanks a lot for joining. And to all the listeners who are listening to any platform, just hit the subscribe button, share, and like for more such content. And it was Koshak shwastav your host at the Tech Ketchup show, uh, Nerd for Tech Originals. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you.